Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. Bacterial infections in your bum? It just like in my stomach, okay. and everywhere. Yeah, just in there. <laughs> it's very localized. <laughs> so I You're go getting it, like intestinal bacterial infections. Right. So that's what they're trying to figure out. Okay. First, they thought I had colitis, which I don't know what that is. Every time it sounds like that's an old man disease. Right. And so I he, got the colitis in the gout. So he's uh, he's like, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> You can watch it if you'd like. I'm like, not really. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, So he like shoves his finger up there and he's like, great. It's going to be smaller than this. I'm like, great. <laughs> and again, I'm you're like, like, I, 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 like mm-hmm. I got three words for you. Tampa swim team. I can take it. Go ahead. Give me Uncle what you got. Uncle Steve. <laughs> Two words for you. Uncle Steve. Uh, and then he puts the camera in. And I'm like, oh, that's not bad. And then I'm like. Oh. I also had explosive diarrhea before I got there. Oh. So I'm like, a couple warnings. <laughs> you don't, trigger warning, literally. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to press all, in there. I didn't, I didn't get any kind of paper or anything. So I have no idea what my prep was supposed to be for this. One. Okay. Two, I just had explosive diarrhea. <laughs> so Godspeed. So <laughs> someone forgot to clean up after the party. And then that guy was like, I'll be right back. He goes to the doctor's kitchen, cracks <laughs> open a Pabst, and says, He's like, All right, Dr. Steve, I'm ready for this. All right, let's get in. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off to the races. And he's like, Okay, now you're going to take a deep breath with this one. I'm like, Oh God! Is he using this kind of sultry voice that you're no, using? Okay, no. it's very Harlequin. And uh, he's like, "Okay, here we go." And I'm like, <laughs> "He's like, yep, yeah, we're just rounding the corner here in your whatever." Really? I'm like, so wait, is he like narrating it like you're watching a, yeah. the Kentucky oh, because, Derby? Because I'm also watching it. He's like, "All right, now we're gonna round the corner here, and uh, brown stock coming up from the rear, right here, and yeah. picking up steam, and speaking of steam." <laughs> He's like, oh. He's like, yeah, okay, now we'll pull it out, pull it out. It's like, that's just a lot of gas. You're feeling a lot of pressure from gas. I'm like, I got a lot of gas this week. What? He's like, that's what it is. You so he it? can like, see it on the camera? I guess. Yeah. Does it look like any of the ghosts from Ghostbusters? What? Wait. What? Wait a minute. Okay, first, <laughs> I literally just flatlined because so much information came in so, so fast. You should, so, you should talk to him. <laughs> I can't. First of all, if you are a proctologist, you should have a very relaxing voice. That should be part of the training. Because you don't want a guy who's going up your A with a camera being like, okay, wait. you know what? You don't want Jules, you know, being like, oh, hey there, we got gas. Pulling out the rainbow <laughs> You're like, oh. out of your ass like a clown. Like a proctologist should be trained to get like really close to your ear. And be like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're just going to gently put the, good job, it's already in there. Good job, Patrick. See, we're rounding the corner here, and we've got some gas coming in from the, like a gentle meteorologist. I want you to give me a play-by-play, but I want your your voice to be breathy Mm -hmm. and relaxing. Mm -hmm. Give me some Delilah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's how you're going to like go and lean into it. So that's A. B, (laughs) speaking of A, um, 
he can see gas I on guess. the camera. Yeah. And I um, don't know. He's and, a gas whisperer. <laughs> he's a GW. <gasps> They're so rare these days. He's like sure. the Teresa Caputo. Caputo. Does someone in here like onions? <laughs> Someone in here has been eating seeds. A lot of seeds. Someone likes methane gas (laughs) or is just passing it. So who's got rotten eggs for lunch? Oh, I can say, wow, this audience stinks. Am I right, ladies? All right. So he can suction it out? Yeah, he can suck out the gas. Shut up. I want this machine. What is this machine? I, I don't know. You'd have to go. I don't know. I'm sure it's pretty expensive, but Julesy, we could do some down payments on this thing. I think it would be a very good thing to have. What's interesting, so like they're like, oh, this is you're a breeze. I literally took like 10 minutes, but there's like all this like prep in order to uh, do the procedure. And, then and you didn't do any of the prep? Didn't have to. Well, because it wasn't being put under. Okay. All right. What's interesting being in that room since now I'm the last time I was in there I was like sedated and so like now I'm like getting dressed and I can hear him like go like follow up to all the other patients that have just come out of the rooms. Okay, so he's out of the room when you're getting redressed. Right. But now now, now we're all like, you know, in the recovery room or whatever. Oh yeah, which is like like a triage unit. So there's no walls. it's, It's like uh, nothing's wrong with your ass. Nothing. I mean, you you have a beautiful colon. It's just beautiful. A couple of hemorrhoids. Yeah, a lot of bleeding hemorrhoids. I'm like, holy shit. Not to me. He's talking to like other people. I'm like, no! I would not want to be. <laughs> I don't. I want. I would like. I'd like the doctor to come in and be like, hey, it's a beautiful ass. <laughs> it goes back to the the voice of the proctologist. Tons of hemorrhoids. <laughs> not like, oh. That is a horror show. I mean, you have a gauntlet of hemorrhoids, like pus-filled hemorrhoids. Am I right? Can I get a coffee? You know how Blood Manor is open, that haunted house? It looks like that, but worse. Uh All right. So anyway, can I get a coffee? Right. (laughs) So it's just this big open courtyard of people healing behind those little flimsy sheets. Yeah. And he's screaming. Did he scream your diagnosis? No. Because I was awake, so he didn't have to. Okay, all right. Oh, because he was talking to the people who were just coming out. Oh, yeah. So when yeah. they're coming out of anesthesia, you have to, like, yell at them? No, I think it's just, like, he didn't really go into the, the room. Like, he's, like, opens up the curtain. He's, like, all's fine. All's fine. <laughs> and I'm just, like, sitting there. I'm, like, thank What's this God. town crier approach yeah. to? <laughs> this is not what I would... Anyway. Wow. Anyway, so you had gas removed from your body. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And now I'll find out next week what it is wrong with me. What the hell is wrong with you? What's happening to your poor body? Sad. You're rotting from the inside. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, wow. In the meantime, just more people keep talking to me on the train. That's kind of the biggest thing of the week. Yeah, I don't get that. You saw my, my video? Mm-mm. About the guy who was like, you look incredible. And then I was like, okay, that's that's okay. That's, as far as cat calls go, it's a direct hit, but it's good. So he taps me on the shoulder on the train. I feel like I texted this to you. I'm on the train, but I'm stuck outside Secaucus, which is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And we're just sitting there for 45 minutes. And you know when somebody is staring at you, you can feel it. Yeah. It's like when a kid stares at you and you're like, just say it. That's when you just, just push him out the window. Because- 
<laughs> yeah, because they're gonna they're not gonna say that. No kid who ever stares at you is like that's a great top. No, that kid goes for like your jugular, finds your weakness, and is like your house is in foreclosure. Like finds <laughs> the worst part of you and exposes it. So I feel like this guy is staring at me, but I have my AirPods on, which is my defense against everybody. Sure. It's suddenly like I put AirPods on and it's like I have a magic shield where I think people aren't going to talk to me. And that is a lie. That is a lie. You've told yourself a lie. Always. I could put a hoodie up. I've had a hoodie up with AirPods in and someone will still find me and be like, this is the age right? I don't have an information sign on me. I don't know what it is. And I need a little bit of your resting bitch face. Mm Mm-hmm. Because my resting bitch face is, well, <laughs> thanks to all the fillers, is going upwards now. Oh, great. Um, so he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, excuse me, I don't mean to intrude, but I just want to say you look incredible. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, okay. I'll, I'll accept that. Yes. I'll accept that answer. Thank you. Go to put my AirPod back in. He goes, no, no, no. You look ideal. And I was like. Uh, ideal? Yeah. And then it gets weirder. It gets even weirder. He goes, you, and then it was like he was freeform, like there was like a poem cap. Like he was like, you look irrevocably impeccable. And he was like, it was like when Lin-Manuel Miranda gets really intense and it's like, I'm going to lean into the thing that I'm saying and I'm going to say it like this. And I was like, why did you just finish an encyclopedia that you really want to like show off? Or did you just like, are you reading the dictionary cover to cover and you've just finished the I section? He's like, I'm going to use these words today. I'm going to find a way to say indispensable, incredible (laughs) index finger, irrevocable (laughs) (laughs) index finger, (laughs) ink blots. Wait, what? And he just kept saying I words. And that's what I was like, oh, I thought this was a compliment, but now I'm just. He wanted money. He's hooked on phonics. Yeah, worked for me. Yeah, but then I just, I tuned it back out and the train moved again about 53 minutes later. And he he comes up one more time and I was like, oh God, okay. And he's like, because I was writing in my little comedy book. I was writing this conversation. Gorgeous, <laughs> great, gastrointestinal. Oh, huh. golly, Gatsby. Hey, Paul, somebody moved on to the G's. Good for Gatsby. <laughs> gastrointestinal. That's your section of the diary. <laughs> you got me. Oh, so then he goes, Excuse me, I just noticed that you are writing. And he has that, that chocolatey voice, you know, that sort of like, mm. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you're writing. I'm a writer, too. I write songs. What do you write? And I was like, oh, uh, I'm a comic. And he goes, have a nice day. And he ran off the train. <laughs> it was said just like that. And he ran away. And I was like, that's all I ever had to do to get people to stop talking to me? Well, yeah. I mean, oh. How many times do you stop for someone's like, you like comedy? No. Comedy, comedy show. <laughs> comedy show. Comedy show. I almost like any time. Do you like comedy? I'm like, I don't. You know what they are? They're the Chicago girls of yeah. the comedy world. Yeah. Hacha. Yeah. You like comedy? No. <laughs> I don't. Do you ever walk by one of the Chicago girls when they look re- look you right in the eye and say hacha and you just don't even acknowledge their life? You just keep walking. No, that means I'm in Times Square. So that <laughs> you wouldn't be there. No. I yeah. Wouldn't. So people have been talking to me on the train. Uh, uh, that is a major Lucky thing. You. Lucky me. Um, I also wanted to send a shout out to uh, DearPod superfan Trixie, who tried to say Hare Krishna to me in a conversation that we had. I don't know what the situation was, why we were talking about this. She was on the with. H's. 
Somebody's working her way up in encyclopedias. What if like every other friend you had just started talking to you, but only in certain letters? I don't understand. Trixie was just using H's. I'm past patiently waiting. I'm packing packing the day. Why is everybody Lin-Manuel? And she goes, she was trying to say Hare Krishna, but she called him Harry Kushner. (laughs) So, of course, I wrote it down to make fun of her. And I was like, that is a very different following. Are you guys going to Harry Kushner's uh, prayer circle? (laughs) What are you wearing to Harry Kushner's? Why, just these sheets? Harry shaved his head. Yeah. I mean, so when you get your results back from your A, what are they going to say? I don't know, because I had a... I also had a three-hour exam, a breath exam. Oh. And you have to blow into a bag every 15 minutes. Again, these are things you're very good at. I'm like, so you this must is what my test with... is? Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, for how long? Three hours. Three hours? Three hours blowing in a bag? Every 15 minutes, you blow into a bag. Okay. It's to test. Years um, of breathal- breathalyzers have prepped yeah. you for this. Yeah, for three hours. I'm like, this is the most tedious test. Oh, my God. Every 15 minutes for three hours. Yeah. Is it just, I'm really fascinated by this. Does somebody have to smell that bag? <laughs> I don't know. You have questions. You really need to get back to me on what this is. Because you know that Moth had to do that. You know how she used to work at a, a place, a facility that, like, created certain things? Like, like where she worked when I grew up, it used to make... um. The company made products, and it was mostly like food products. So, like Captain Crunch and Bubblelicious, those things came out of this company. Did she work with Jackie and Roseanne? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, actually, she worked with Laverne and Shirley, and that she every day she put a glove on a bottle of beer and, and send it waved. down. And like the Budweiser, they worked for the Budweiser company, so they had to mm-hmm. keep testing all this beer. So they would get these like samples of stuff so moth would bring home we never paid for beer my whole childhood and i was raised on good beer good budweiser in unmarked cans which Uh, is what uh, could possibly go wrong nothing so they would test things out on the secretaries this is so like (laughs) how to succeed it's so yeah uh ilan come here i'd like to test some things out i'd like to rip Uh, your underwear off really quick wait a minute i thought i was trying vanilla (laughs) I was here for the Bubblicious study. These are uh, tearaway underwear. <laughs> They're edible. Yeah. Can I eat them? That's all that matters. <laughs> they would test things out on these secretaries. So they would have, like, they were they were doing this thing where they were testing a donut-making machine, which, my God, of all the people to be working at a place that's testing a donut machine, let my mother be your number one. Per- I can tell you exactly how to make this machine. For maximum donuts, they were trying to. They were like the ones who in, invented that like Krispy Kreme flipping machine. Okay, but I think it was for crappy Dunkin' Donuts. No offense. Wow, but, um, it's a direct hit. It is a direct hit. They have the worst donuts in the world. Wow, ever. Okay, and the worst coffee. But drink up. No, it's yeah, fine. yeah. Uh, so they would they would test in order to test this machine. They would have to create donuts and what are you going to do but they would they made announcements basically saying everybody come and get your daily dozen and you would go and get like a dozen donuts a day and they would just bring them home that's so, fucking terrible oh my god it's like my mother's ideal job i don't know how she went from this to missile defense i, I don't know how you make that leap i don't either i know nobody wants her in charge of government secrets no. but they tested they had to test this is the weirdest the smell of gas not yours. Like personal gas? You no. Know, no, but that's not far off. 
like this gas, is there was like two petroleum. really disgusting things they did. They had to do uh, a toothpaste test mm-hmm. in which everybody ugh, I can't even oh my god even re- reliving this. Okay. Everybody who came to work that day mm-hmm. could not brush their teeth until they got to work and after their breath was smelled by somebody. Wait a minute. <laughs> I am so disgusted. I'm rubbing my eyes. So you'd go to work and you just go. Yes. And, and like, somebody had terrible. to smell your breath uh-huh. and analyze it and write it down It because they were testing some sort of toothpaste thing. Mm-hmm. And there was a day that everybody had to not brush their teeth, show up to work, stand in a line, have their breath smelled by some poor son of a bitch who was not getting paid anywhere near as much as I'm sure he should have. <laughs> and he had to write that down in a journal. Did they, did he get the satisfaction of them brushing their teeth and then I don't think he I don't think there was no. I don't think he ever got to close the book on a minty fresh breath. But wouldn't that be the point of this exam? You'd think, but I don't know what they were looking for. I think this might have been a kinky thing that they were like, let's get Carl for this one. He's into that. It's disgusting. What if that person spent like all night eating ass? <laughs> That's a, then you come in with ass mouth. Like, woo. Come as you are. Kevin? Says Nirvana. Mm. <laughs> Were you with Kevin last night? I was. How'd you uh, guess? Mm. <laughs> just makes a quiet just, note in a journal. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Note Married. to self. Tuesday night, <laughs> Kevin. All right, everybody, it's time. <laughs> I think it's time. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Harry Styles. And I'm Cindy Williams. Yes, you are. And you're very delicate and dainty. And, and we're not coming a to, And not a lesbian at all. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? I am Dracula. I bid you welcome. Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. Subtle. It's a subtle performance. I think he's getting off on that. New <laughs> exactly. And you know what you're getting off on? Us. Ew. Because this week, like I'll all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Rabby. That's right, we're... Uh, we're, we're putting them in a sub-basement, and we're unlocking their doors, and we're making them work in a, a pl- what are they, power plant? Beer what? factory. <laughs> Beer factory, power right? Plant. A canning. What do they work in? You just described what sure. it was. A brewery! A brewery. Shots, I've, brewery. Shots. Oh, God. All right. Shot, we're reading shot, the radicals, damn it. Because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you shot, 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 shots. So follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your Face. Check out our website where you can binge every last episode, DearPodOfficial.com. But we'd rather have you listen to us on Apple and rate, review, and subscribe, damn it. We need those numbers to go up. Just keep hitting the fives, please. Five stars every time. Just five. Just hit them. It's so easy. Except my mother can't figure it out. But we'll, we'll be delicate with her, you know. Sure. And you can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Send us your advice questions, and we will answer one of them right here on the air every week. That's what we do. And let us give you something back if you give something to us at Patreon, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and work in a bottling plant with your best friend, whom you sleep in the same room with. Who sleeps with a 
Stuffed Ubu cat. Kitty yeah. stuffed cat, who's 35 years old. The cat or her? Maybe both. I don't know. I do not know. Here's what I do know. We're here together to read some articles. And it's my month, damn it. Oh, it's my month. I love October. Uh-huh. I'm ready to be scared. I, I performed at the, the new Copacabana last night. And let me tell you something. The new Copacabana? What a garbage fire. What? There, you know how there was the Copacabana used to be in like Hell's Kitchen? It was big. Yeah. And I always wondered what happened in there. I'd never stepped foot in there. It's like a we're salsa Tony, nightclub. Where Tony tended bar. Who's Tony? He works at the Copacabana. Is that part of the song? Yeah. At the Copa. Yeah. I, I only know that part. That's Is that Barry Manilow, by the way? Are you fucking for real right I'm now? I'm really having a rough day. You guys got to help me out. No, I don't have to help you out. You don't know anything <laughs> about Laverne and Shirley, which is shocking. <laughs> and you're wondering if Barry Manilow wrote Copacabana. It's maybe his signature song. Barry Manilow? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Wait, Barry Manilow wrote ask at me the a question, Copa. They know exactly who. Yes. I saw him live, too, I think. Or was it Barbara Walters? It might have been a hologram. Because they were identical. Yeah. They, oof, anyway, I went to the new Copa. Where and is And she's got no... Music and passion is not in fashion at mm. that Copa. It is way... It's like on the West Side Highway by Hustlers. The Hustler Club? The Hustler Club, yes. It's not Hustlers. Hustlers <laughs> Well, movie. there's... They, <laughs> <laughs> yes, J-Lo is in there. It's amazing. Hi, is Jennifer here? What? Who's Jennifer? Jennifer Lowe? <laughs> Je- Jennifer Lowe. Hmm. This place, it's next to Hustler Singular. You have to go up the stairs. They've tried to create atmosphere before you go up there, so they have spray-painted all the walls and not the stairs. So the stairs are like this light wood. It looks like you're going into an office building, but somebody has decided to spray the hallway in an office building. Okay. It's the weirdest place. And then you get in there, and it's sort of like warehousey. It's like big and open. Mm-hmm. And it's a dance club. I don't know who's like going to clubs. It's like a nightclub, but they had like, it's comedy night tonight. Of course, it's like Wednesday, comedy. And... uh it, But the stage is, is meant for performance. So they have like bongos and shit up there. But they also have a fog machine and a disco globe and red lights going while you're doing comedy. They're like, well, this is what we know. So, you know, Frank comes here, he turns on the lights, and it turns everything on. The fog machine, it turns, you know, all the twisty-turny strobes. So you're doing a set with a a fog machine? It's like doing a set in the middle of a rave. Hmm. Yeah, fog machine. Total fog. I was like, what is, I felt like I was in Liza Minnelli's fever dream. It was a a nightmare. And the bongos were right near me, too. So I was like, do I use my environment? You should have been prince. (laughs) Am I right? But like a bongo, so it's just like. Like you have to workshop it because you actually don't know how to. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've scrapped your whole whole set and now you're just like (laughs) Sheila E. I leave comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The rhythm got her. And she was, Gloria Estefan was right this whole time. It was the drunkest room of people I have ever seen. But it was a combination of loud drunks and drunks that were like mostly asleep. Mm. Okay. That sounds like fun. This situation, this 
comedy life. Sounds great. It never really fails to it. like, yeah, crush so me. Why do you do it again? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm building character. I think that's what they said. It was, it was, it was quite the thing. It was just, I just didn't even. And then there was somebody who kept like every time I actually landed a punchline would repeat the punchline. You know, she'd be like, <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> autopsy like just it was it was Wait, like what's now, happening in my head are you now just doing letters <laughs> autopsy. autopsy wow there's a thing kiln what crispy cream <laughs> are you on the case <laughs> we're on the case this week kids that's right it's time i think it's time to introduce our uh, our theme for the week because it's october we're going to keep with the creepy themes. We're going for skeletons, damn it. Skeletons. Skelly. Skellies. It's basically the body type that I'm aiming for. Good to know. Somebody had a big, has like in our neighborhood a huge skeleton that's just like propped up with a top hat on and it's kind of jaunty. And I was like, God, I look good today. That looks fun. Yes. What a yeah. great outfit. Your neighbor down the street wrapped up their light posts with a sheet. What? That's it? Really unimaginative. Oh, unimaginative. You're talking about, is this the same house that still has the Christmas wreath out there? No, different. And not the one with the tiny kid hanging from the tree. That is horrifying. That is. Especially because <laughs> you just passed a sign that says, be careful of our children. <laughs> and then there's like this floating kid dangling from a tree. Drive like your kids live here. <laughs> I'd fucking floor it. Did I ever tell you I saw a school bus hit a sign that said, drive like your kids live here? No. <laughs> and I was like, if I were to take a snapshot in my mind of New Jersey, that's that was it. it. I like that. That. And them throwing a beer can at my friend. I was like, that's a hello in New Jersey. Yeah. I like that. So what do you say? We got articles to do with skeletons. Do you want to kick us off? All right. Gently. So, the glasses are going on. Yeah. Are you excited for Halloween or is that... Oh, no, nothing? I'm not. Would really. you go with me to Blood Manor? We never went past this. Well, it's because you want to talk about your period. <laughs> <laughs> Blood Manor is a haunted house. One of no. those like specialty haunted... Do you not do haunted houses? Not really. Oh, We're... you'd be so good in one. Because I... I feel like you wouldn't react. Mm, probably not. And I can't not Well, I react. live in Hell's Kitchen, so it's kind of like... Every day I saw the house. real thing. <laughs> this doesn't scare me. It takes a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Skeletons. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Caller. This is from the Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles, California, July 4th, 1973. Skeletons deserve closet security. Oh. Dear Abby, my sister and her husband have never had children of their own, so they have taken a special interest in ours. I think this is very nice, but I resent her very much for having my sister tell my children everything from the year from year one that has happened in our family. There are things I have not told my children because I, f I feel that no good purpose will be served in their knowing. Besides, people have a right to turn over a new leaf and live things down in their past, and I have never believed in passing along gossip, but it has been that has been dead and buried for years. Now my kids are telling me they didn't know Grandpa served a year and, and a day in prison. He did. But so what? He also paid his debt to society. <laughs> also that Aunt Marge had to get married and a cousin they never knew had to be put away in a mental institution. 
things of that nature. Every family has a few skeletons, and ours is no different, but I resent the sister hauling them out for our children to see if I prefer to keep them in the closet. If I am wrong, please tell me so. Signed, Upset. Dear Upset, I can't muzzle your sister, and neither can you, but do tell her exactly what you have told me, and I hope there are... I hope if there are any other skeletons she hasn't hauled out, she will leave them be. This is my theory about the drunk aunt right there. This is why the world needs drunk aunts. They are the truth tellers, they are the palate cleansers, and they can end any party. I, it's, I feel like every now and again, I don't, we don't, I mean, I I guess they're skeletons. Like every now and again, like my mom will just like lob something out there. (laughs) <laughs> but like, like what are we talking about I'm well, dark. I can't, I can't, I can't say it. it your father's gay wait things, pass uh, the potatoes things of that and you're like what now like or my brother um, no my sister and my mom came into town and my mom was like talking about I don't know what she's like talking about her family and she, I think she's like talking about my aunt who had been married before and I was like oh what <laughs> What, when? Like, like, and my how? sister's like, "How are we the? How are we the last ones to know?" Because then, then she's like, "Yeah, and like, and so and so, you know, they had an affair with whatever." I was oh. like, "Wait, what now?" My sister and I are like, "Why are we the last ones to find out?" But that might also have to do with age. That she, you know, I think at a certain point, there's a certain level of not giving a fuck what's happening, <laughs> like what's coming out of your mouth. They're like, you know what? Here's what I gotta tell you. I never liked you. I slept with Belle Biv DeVoe. All of them. Plus the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. That's, but that, it's like, there has to be an age that you hit where you're like, I don't care. The truth is coming out about all this stuff because I'm not taking it with me when I go. See, I, I think once I, if I, if I were to start, like. I, it would never stop. Right. <laughs> like there, I have a, a group of nieces and nephews that um, I talk to them, and I have to be very deliberate with Careful. what I have to say. Uh huh. So, if they were to ask me about like my sister or my ex brother in law, I'm like, well, they <laughs> are both people. <laughs> you just who <laughs> have children. You just state slow facts. <laughs> that because they like they will hang on to like you know the kind of kids that will hang on to everything that you say They're like but, but why'd you say why'd you say bratty who's brat like oh did did my mom say that or did he say that and you're like i actually said peppermint patty but you only picked up bratty so i'm sorry i must have mumbled but then there's going to be that one day that one like my one nephew is like testing my last nerve where i want to be like well, let me clue you in on a couple fucking things. Oh, no. If you want to run your mouth. See, this is coming. It's in your future, and I don't think it's that far away. I think I it's know. like two martinis and a shove away I... from you being honest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I... in the sober light of day, I like that it's one word at a time. I like ice cream. cream. It is exactly, because I've had to do this, like, with my sister's kids in particular, where they were, you know, they wanted to like, get to know me. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. um, all right, <laughs> why, 
is this happening right now? I said, um, I, I said, I'm, I probably should be honest. I don't have children for a reason. I mean, other than I'm a homosexual, but I don't like them. And I, you don't need, you know, a court reporter. Right. A small court reporter basically taking right. notes I on said, what you're doing wrong to be used against you <laughs> yeah. later. I'm like, um, you can ask me anything that you want, but um, I normally preface this. I'm like, just so you know, if this is a little game that we're playing of like get information and then it gets reported back and then I start some kind of fight, I'm like, I'm the wrong guy. Oh, just if you're wondering, because if they pull the wrong switch, the uh, truth is coming the out. The whole sweater is going to fucking come. Exactly. Apart. The unravel. So my sister's kid is sort of now turning the screw here. And I'm like, OK, what right. I say, what I say when we first talked, I have no dog in this fight and I don't like children. <laughs> and I so, really don't like you. And right now. So pour me another martini <laughs> if you want to know the truth. If you really want to know how I feel about your fucking deadbeat dad, pour me a drink. Here it and, is. Yeah, here it is. Sit back. Motherfucker. All, but like drunk uncles and drunk aunts, this is the difference. Drunk uncles, they become like the conservative comedians where they're going to say something that you're like, oh, that's not good. I can't walk that back. Oh, no. Like I, I know that it's going to, it's like it's a brewing. It's brewing like the bacterial infection I have in my colon. And and Doctor Pachenko cannot release that gas uh, as no. much as he has tried. These kids are going to be covered in my manure. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, uh, like the Memorex ad. Just like, just <laughs> Get pinned like up to away. the wall. <laughs> stop it! Stop telling me things. He slimed me. <laughs> Jules and I rewatched Ghostbusters, by the way, because tis the season. So Hulu's like, would you like this? And we said, yes, Hulu, we would. Goddamn, that is a timelessly funny movie. Tis. Tis. Go back and watch it. And you know what? Ghostbusters 2, no slouch. I agree. Really? I agree. Peter McNichol, underrated performer, underrated actor. Is he still alive? Okay. And is he related to Christy McNichol? Fingers crossed. And is he, um, which one is he? He's the one who in Ghostbusters 2 goes, guys, hello then, I come to check on you because of all this blackness. And how is the baby? That character? Mm. I'm going to have to read. In the museum, he's. Museum, he's like the curator. Oh, yeah. That yeah. weird little guy who's like, he talks to Vigo. Yes. Okay, why do you do this? Why do you because do that's ones? what I then when I talk like this, I use the hands. I think I'm more Mario now. Mario from ben Super Peoples? Mario Brothers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how of the Long Island Van Peebles. <laughs> I don't know how Mario Van Peebles got stuck in my head. Wow. But you, I'm gonna I don't know. Dr. Pachenko <laughs> took something out but put something in. He's like, I'm going to release this gas and insert Mario Van Peebles. Somewhere in New Jersey, Mario Van Peebles is like, someone just said my name. Yeah, he's in union right now. Like, oh, they need me. Good. They need me over at the Pineapple Ranch. Hey, Mario, finish up the bathroom. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Speaking of Mario Van Peebles, <laughs> I have a wonderful article for you right now. Here we go. I'm going in. This one comes from the Fort Lauderdale News, June 6, 1968. Skeletons leave teenage daughter confused, comma, bitter. Bitter. 
Dear Adlanders, I am a teenage girl with a problem as big as the world. Mm. My mother told me when I was a little girl that she had been married for a short time when she was very young to a man who didn't treat her right. She divorced him and married my father. Yesterday, I was going through my father's desk drawers to find an insurance policy he asked me to get for him. I ran across two sets of divorce papers. It seems that my father was also divorced. His first wife's name was one I had never heard of before. This divorce took place the same week my mother got her divorce. (gasps) I want to ask my mother about it, but I don't know how. Do you feel I have a right to know, or should I just keep quiet and hope one day she will tell me? Signed, confused and bitter. What are you going through her shit for? Why are you looking for insurance policies? Huh? I recently bought an AK. <laughs> I don't know where I was. I was trying to put it away when all of a sudden I found all of my mother's sex toys. They're confused. Children are entitled to know about the previous marriages of their parents. Don't ask your mother. Ask your father. I've said it before and I think it bears repeating. Skeletons, when they all fall out of a closet, make some rather embarrassing sounds. Are you listening, folks? That's the sound of skeletons falling out of the closet. (laughs) Just little bones hitting the ground. Uh, I don't know what I would do if I found out both my parents had been divorced. I think I'd laugh because the idea of my parents with anybody else in this world would be ridiculous. Hiding marriages. But like, what? how old is the kid? You know, it's like, do you need to know? Why why does it no need to know? What what would happen if you found out your mother lived a whole second life? (laughs) That would be... (laughs) Exactly. She had eight fucking kids. Exactly. She's like, with all... But she's like, just put them in front of Dynasty. I'm going to go off and find another man. I'm leaving now. He'll be fine. He'll be okay. Falcon Crest is on in an hour. It's Aaron Spelling Night. It's Wednesday. (laughs) He won't know I'm gone. He doesn't need to know I have a whole second family. He doesn't know. I don't know people who could keep up a whole second family like that. That has to be exhausting. Well, I mean, they don't have a second family in this case. That's just a previous marriage that happened to fall out of I don't know how people have affairs and do it. Like, I would, I think. So much work. I'd be in the bathroom constantly. (laughs) Why? My stomach would be inside out. Just like. (laughs) With the stress of maintaining it? Yeah. Just the maintenance. I don't even understand why. What's the point? Because usually, like in movies, when they, you know, they they find out they have a second. A whatever. second family is always the thing that baffles my mind. Well, that is just like some Maury Povich shit. But I like, don't know why how bother, you do that. Why bother punishing someone like that? That's like mental torture. By keeping them where they are. It, like you're in like this. Like if he's like not say Jim had another wife. God willing. And he just like just shat on you the whole time, and then like Literally? showered her. <laughs> so what you're saying is this is really happening, right? Blink twice if you're telling me something I need to know. <laughs> I'm just saying because <laughs> he's in the room. He's in the womb. He's yeah. in the womb. Oh, hi there. If Jules had a whole second with kids and everything, it's the kids factor also that I just that baffles my mind. The amount of work that takes to maintain two families. And it's not like this doesn't happen frequently. I mean, we hear stories about it enough to make you go, damn. I just don't, I like, I, I just don't get it. I don't, I, don't I mean, know. just, and to keep them all separate. I mean, when, I wonder if one knows. No. Like if the second wife actually knows. And just know. decides to look the other way. 
Also, how do you how do you justify all? Well, I mean, I guess there's way. Look at I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. How do you justify the leaving of the house as much as you do? You know, unless you're like a traveling salesman. Well, that's probably what. Oh, I'm a pilot. There's some shit. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. But then, how the fuck does he have a job? I dated a pilot once. Yeah. Yeah. And. It was alright. <laughs> <laughs> really. <that's... laughs> you but he out. had another girlfriend. <laughs> So oh. there you go. No, see, I was the broad in another port. Oh, uh, many lifetimes ago. Oh God, I hope you're doing okay, John. I wish we could smoke down here. I wish we, we can. Oscar does. I wish we could. I wish I did smoke. I wish I smoked too. I think it would look good doing it. Yeah, but then I have a lot of hand tension, so maybe not. <laughs> I I think it'd be. I think it'd probably stop biting my nails because it'd just be. I'd have well, that's your oral fixation. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Did you try? You smoke? Didn't you smoke when you like drink or something? Yeah, I did. Does it still happen or no? No, that's. I don't know how you can justify the cost of cigarettes. The cost of cigarettes are like ridiculous. It's Biden's like... America. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that is what. Not my president. Actually, it is. <laughs> What an idiot thing to say. Everybody, whenever anybody talks about the cost of anything, I've heard people on both sides of the aisle go, Biden's America! So I just wanted to say that. I I don't know. I felt like I needed to acknowledge the good people out there. (laughs) All right. Give me an article, will you? This is from the Tri-City Herald. Tri-City Herald. Pasco, Washington. You're, t- you're doing it like December you talk to your 20th, niece and nephews. <laughs> 1960. I don't have children. I. And the reason is I don't like them. Your mom I'm likes your Lou. uncle. And <laughs> I am at this table. <laughs> Are you just narrating? <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> It's the best way to deal with the situation. It, it's almost like I I feel like anytime I was like talking to my one niece in particular, I was like as if I was like a contestant on classic concentration <laughs> where I'm like looking off and like scissor tie blank equals huh. Like I'm just kind of like uh, really like hyper concentrating on what I have to say without saying too much. Yes. Like there are trigger words. I'm, this is like a minefield. That's what I don't yeah. like talking to children for. Yes, it is a minefield. Uh, can it's you exactly- watch your fucking mouth? No, I can't. I can't. I'm a grown person. I'm going to swear. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And, and if you tell me that I can't talk a certain way, my, uh, my lizard brain takes over and says, say all the swears that you never even say in life. Right. In one Dick sentence. smack, honey butt. What? Yeah. Yeah. I said, what do you want from the menu? <laughs> <laughs> do you want fries? <laughs> I just, there's something that makes me tweak. And, it, you know, even when we was putting up that, uh, the dino show, the great big dino show in the Bronx Zoo, <laughs> you know, I don't work well in a corporate setting because my body's like, uh, uh, say fuck. You know, I, <laughs> I, uh, I just feel this You're like pressure. Holding in a- Exactly, and I am going to shit all over the walls unless you let me say, just talk like a normal person, but you're so afraid in a situation like that where you have to say the right things or you have to be very PC, and I just... (laughs) 
something has a switch literally, I feel it click in my brain mm. where I'm like, oh, I should definitely talk about boobs now. Yeah. Like say the inappropriate thing. Yeah. Say the thing that will get you fired. Right. Even though that may not actually be. What I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. Or a, a belief that you have. No, absolutely. Yeah. All of a sudden, it just, something channels down. Yeah. And it's, and like, it's like, oh, no. I like double penetration. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wait, I meant to say, <laughs> uh, okay. we'll see you at 7.30. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was just who wanted to bring bagels, but now we all know that Aaron likes DP. <laughs> If anyone needs to take a separate shower, now would be a good time. <laughs> this is the Tri-City Herald, Pasco, Washington, December 20th, 1960. Skeletons fill her closet. Dear Abby, my problem is... my Dear Abby, my problem is one I have never told anyone about, but I need advice. So, I'll be honest with you. Oh. Total stranger that lives in another town <laughs> I'm going to write a letter to. <laughs> I am 39, Abby, but I am passing for 28. I am engaged to marry a fellow who is 26. I'm a divorcee, but I kept it quiet because divorcees are looked down on in this town. Also, I was raised in one religion, but I go to another church because I like the people better. (laughs) (laughs) Because they have better bagels. Yeah, because the other church, that pastor's wife gets double penetrated. (laughs) (laughs) My, <laughs> my question is, how much should I tell my fiancé about myself? If a person likes you for yourself, are age, religion, and past important? Signed, Silver Blonde. She's engaged to him, and yes. he doesn't know that she's 38? Yes, and he's 28. No, she's Ugh. 39. He's 28. But she says she passes for 26, which is a really specific Oh, wait, number. I'm sorry. I pass for 28. I am 39, he's 26. Yeah, how does you how does she figure out that she passes for 28 specifically? I don't know, maybe she did a direct mail campaign. <laughs> Do I look like a does 28 this model, B 32? Stunning model look like. <laughs> Dear Silver, age religion What? Age, age comma religion, age, comma. comma religion and certainly a divorce are very important to to a man who's asked you to marry him. Tell him the truth now, because once you're married and those skeletons in your closet start to rattle, they'll drown out the strains of home sweet home. Jules, I'm 53. I'm coming out right now. And I'm a lesbian who works in a bottling factory in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> Finally makes sense. Finally! That's a pretty important... I don't know. Why, do you, why are you so scared to tell him... Well... The real age at that point, damn. Well, you've 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 come this far. There's gonna be a point where you die, and he finds your birth certificate and is like, "Oh shit." Uh, well, now that explains why she went into menopause so quickly. I how long are I'd like I'd like to know how long have they been dating? How long have they been engaged? Because it just never comes up. Like every there's no tell. There is a big difference between thirty eight and. 39 and 28. And again, that 11-year leap is a very specific strange <laughs> number, but I, I could unpack that. I'm 11 years, years old. older than you think. She didn't even go for a round decade, you know? That's going to come out eventually. I also am a 
Episcopalian. <laughs> and I go to school with Harry Kushner. <laughs> and uh, yes, did I mention that I have a family in Guam? I have one child in a steamer trunk. <laughs> and I need help removing the body at this point. This is why so, I am talking to you like this. Like Uncle Patrick <laughs> talks to me. So, fish or chicken for the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate cake or vanilla? And you just have to sneak one of these secrets in as the relationship progresses and as you are doing your wedding planning. They're already engaged. I just don't know how I would be like, wait a minute. It'd be one <laughs> thing if she lied about her religion. Fine. But then she lied about her age. You're like, wait, what? That's like Why? a Russian nesting doll of secrets. Right. There's a, there's a bigger one on top of a bigger one on top of a bigger one? Yeah. She's waiting. She's hedging her bets and waiting until he is trapped by a legal piece of paper that says you cannot leave easily. But isn't it, I mean, you should be able to like get married and then like if you want a divorce, you have like that 30-day guarantee where it's like. Yes, exactly. It's like a mattress. Right. Yes, you can return I, it within I tried that. this. It didn't work. It's lumpy. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And well, why are you returning your husband? Oh, because he's a fucking liar. That's why. <laughs> because he has two families in three different states. Yeah. So here's my here's my receipt. Uh huh. Yeah. I and you can see there it's time stamped. So I got it in under the wire. I have until thirty days. Yeah, it's like an annulment or something. Yeah. I like that. I keep sort of glancing over by Jules, being like, uh, "Unless you is have it an ex- too late on my return unless policy? Unless you have an extended warranty, I would. That would have to be. We're at what? 10 years, 11 years now? 11 years we've been married. It's a sign. Oh, God. I should really look at my paperwork for him. Yeah. Have you changed religions? Only a couple times. Right. He doesn't know about it, though. Guess what? I have a final article for you. Look at, he's not entertained at all. No. Are you not entertained? No. Oh, Oh, my God. He's all business. All right. This one here comes from... The Beatrice Daily Sun. Uh, Beatrice, Nebraska. Good old B. October 17th, 1965. And in keeping with the themes of what we're finding, we're not finding actual skeleton articles. We're finding skeletons in closets. True. Skeletons for anatomy classes and not closets. Dear Ann Landers, I was discussing divorce with an acquaintance, and she said, divorce is not always a mistake. Look at your father. He and your mother are very happy. I told her she was mistaken, that my father had no previous marriage. She insisted I was sure she was misinformed and said so. I like that I'm reading it like you now. I can't can't get out of it. Last night I told my father that the wacky girl, what the wacky girl had said. His face turned scarlet. My mother left the room. To my horror, I learned that my father had indeed been married before. I asked the name of his first wife, Joan, and it was the same name my friend had mentioned. I am so hurt and humiliated, I'll never be able to look at that girl in the eye again. I asked my father why he never told me. I am 18. He said he saw no reason to. Is he right? Signed, Crushed. Dear Crushed, no! Parents should tell their children of previous marriages because such information is less painful when learned early and first hand. 
Skeletons are for anatomy. Oh, na- what? <laughs> Skeletons are for anatomy classes, not closets. And seems a theme is developing here. I hear that. Um, I don't know why the girl gets so fucking bent out of shame. I think I would. Now that I'm thinking about it, I would. And I don't know why. I just would. It feels weird. It feels weird to know that your father, who Fucked you know. someone else. Fuck! <laughs> Milwaukee! First your dad, all, Aaron's stop it. dad. Stop it! Stop it! Fuck right someone else. Now, you take that word off the t- Stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop. What? Look me in the eye. St- no. While we're, while we're fucking? No! How do you look me in the eye? <laughs> look me in the brown eye. Look me in the bacterial I, that eye. Would, wouldn't that wreck you? Like, that would mess me up. If at 18 years old, I found out that my father had a life period. Mm-hmm. A, and a, a life, life period. A life period and a life before this life that I know him in. What would you honestly, like, think about it for a second. Sink it. Your mother tells you right now, uh-huh. I was married before your father. How are you reacting? She's 91. <laughs> but I mean, but she's telling you. It's like the woman in Titanic when she's like, the sheets have never been slept on. <laughs> I was double penetrated in this Model T right here. <laughs> and then I threw the heart of the ocean That's the thing the about ocean. older people. It's like people don't understand. Like If you're whoring around, she did too. Just because. Well, that's just it. Think about your own life and the things that you've done in your life. That Did your parents do those things? I can guarantee you that what I've done in my life, my parents have not done. <laughs> <laughs> I can rest assured that they have not done what I have done. Says you. You don't have the pictures, the Polaroids. Oh, I can almost guarantee that. <laughs> that's like um, our friend. She found out after her mother died. I feel like I told you this. Stop me if I've said this before. I know I tend to repeat myself. No. Her mother died. And then as she or as she was dying, she said to her, You know I never liked Look in the Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's not far off. I think that her mother had died and she was cleaning stuff out and she found all these journals in a wall. In a, if you find anything hidden in a wall, it's not never good. No. What was so she the finds these journals, and in them is a whole confession to a big affair that she had had throughout her life for over years, years. She had put them all in this journal, and she found them, and she like read them cover to cover. I would not be able to stop reading them. But I she found a whole second life that her mother had had throughout, like, her childhood. It went on for a long time. And she found it written in these journals, hidden in the wall after she died. And I was like, I'm going to need those journals. Mm. I need to, I, don't you want to read that? I don't know if I, I mean, if your mom wrote in a journal talking about. My mother. Right. If your mom passed and you got into her journals. Yeah. And like the first fifty pages are about Susie Q's and ding dongs and <laughs> and then it goes really blue and it's like and then I had edible underwear and then he ripped it off and I've never seen that mailman again. Carl was the love of my life. 
He Next to vanilla more. ice cream, he's the best thing I've ever had. He was better than the free donuts. I'm so Oscar. excited to know at least what I've gotten out of today. I got to say the biggest piece of information is that there is a device that will remove gas from your body. Yeah, and I've never like wanted to purchase something more. Should we do some Instagram mail and then we're done for yes. life? Done for life. All right. It's time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Wrap your mouth around it. It's Instagram mail. Send them and take over here. Do it some stuff and some things and some stuff. I'm sorry, what? What? You're going to do what? You're going to go to Hustlers? And then we're going to go to Coco Cabana? We're going to have a good time. And we're going to read Instagram mail. So email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial and send us a question that you would like answered by one of the two of us and two of the both of us on the air. All right, Patty, hit me with the Instagram mail question this week. Okay, here we go. Dear Pod, I recently took a girl's trip to one of those ranch-type places. We must have ridden horses every day. I don't know what it was, but I found myself so aroused. Hmm. Is it the rhythm of the ride or the power of the beast? I'm so confused and yet so turned on. Do other women feel this way too? Signed, Spirit, Life of the Turn Me On. This is the rhythm of the ride. Whoa! Dear Spirit, I'm going to need you to get off Mr. Ed. Let, Let me clarify that. I need you to dismount him. I mean, pull out. I mean, uh, <laughs> jump off the damn horse. What are you doing? Are you trying to emulate that man that got killed while having sex with that horse on the internet? I know women who like to go horseback riding, but that usually doesn't end up with a shag in the sack. I mean, whatever happened to consent? <gasps> to answer your question, I do not know anyone that gets turned on by horses unless she, of course, is another horse. Of course, of course. What the hell am I even talking about? <laughs> I feel like I'm in the Upside Down or a glue factory. Maybe I just had a stroke mid-letter. I don't know. If I wake up next to Mr. Ed, I'll let you know, Abby. <gasps> Very similar themes. Get ready. Here's what Ed has to say. Okay. Dear Spirit, are you alone in your borderline sexual love for a horse? Nay! Thank you. Whenever <laughs> folks think to themselves, am I and feeling this, simply look at any porn search engine and you'll find the answer is most definitely no. You like horses? There's a site for that. You like bondage? There's a site for that. You like toothless women who pop balloons while staring into the camera saying, you've been bad, Santa. There's a site for that. Don't even get me started on yiff porn. But to your question, you may have a condition known as equinophilia, a sexual paraphilia where individuals are sexually attracted to horses and or have sex with horses and is also known by the alternative and somewhat confusing name of hippophilia or Jules's ex-wife. Oh. Look, I'm not here to kink shame you. I saved that for my Jules. Lord knows this is not the first time someone's brought up this subject. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe all but boned a horse on stage every night at the Broadhurst. I've heard of bareback, but that was ridiculous. But this horseplay can cause problems. It can definitely cause some friction in the dating arena. Pun intended. There's a reason the phrase hung like a horse exists. Imagine the disappointment you feel looking for Mr. Right after you've had Mr. Ed. Not to mention the fact that it's illegal in most states. Notice I said most. 
So if you live in Hawaii, New Mexico, West Virginia, or Wyoming, you're in luck. Of course it's legal in Wyoming. What else are you going to do there? Anyway, you cut it. This is a topic best meant for a medical professional, not Ann Landers. Quit horsing around and get to a psychiatrist. They can tell you if you're stable. Get it? The sooner you trot over and discuss this with someone who can help you unpack it, the sooner you can get on with finding a real sustainable love and make sure you don't end up like the man in Washington who had anal loving with a stallion in 2005 and ended up with a perforated colon. Good luck, you equine-loving son of a bitch, and get up on that saddle. Guy died. Dead. Yep. Perforated colon, by the way, is a great name for a band. Right. We're perforation colon. Thank you. Good night. You're like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it always leaves me a little uncomfortable. Huh. Those shows, when I listen to perforated colon. What's your favorite band? Perforated colon. Huh. Uh, it's a little messy. A little close. Yeah. Really messy shows. Live shows. Uh, number one, I've never been attracted to another animal. Um, another animal? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is Marcus listening? I my so my trainer was talking about there's like a there's like a town where like bestiality is <gasps> happening a thing. Well, I mean the fact that it's legal it's legal in four states, right? Yeah. And then someone was like, um, like you, like the guy was like having sex with like a like a horse or something or something like that, and he's like, is it always like a female? Yeah. No, I wouldn't have sex with a guy horse. And you're like, uh, that's, like that's, that's the bridge too far. Right, that's the line. Yeah, there okay. it is. There it is. Okay. Wow. I mean, you got to have standards. If you can't find the clitoris on a woman, good luck. Good luck. But at least that's thing. the whole thing. You're not going to hear any complaints from her. But she will kick you in the throat. She will kick you. Clear really hard. Barn. Yeah, exactly. She will break your entire rib cage. I don't even understand. I don't. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> Take a breath. I don't know how it gets there. There. I uh, can't. I can't say that I've looked at an animal and was like. Hmm. Well, I can say that thanks to that this question, now my computer is loaded with cookies that have to do with zoophilia, equinophilia, sex with horses, mm-hmm. how to get over sex with horses. I have sent I'll up about- I'll never get over <laughs> you getting over <laughs> my horse. <laughs> I have sent up about 50 red flags on my laptop mm-hmm. this week based sure. on having to search for if this is a thing, which it is a thing. We know that there is a whole category for this on every porn search engine. So people actually do this. I don't know at what point you're like, let's just take this to the next level. Well, it's not like you can sweet talk the horse. Like, you need to slow down because he doesn't understand what you're saying. <laughs> but like, do you go from just riding horses to being like, you know what? I want this one in me. Like right. at what? what's the tipping point there where you're like, that's the whole thing. It's like you're not dating for a while, and then you're like, let's go back to my place. Let's just let's kick this up a notch. Mm, your barn is so pretty. Mm. New hay? Oh, I like the stall. Yeah. It's like shit, though. I know. Oh, can we get any privacy in here? Because there's a lot of other horses. Do you, I like your poster. Um, <laughs> the cat hanging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carrot? Oh, no thanks. Oh, thanks. I, uh, I, I ate already. 
Um, I don't even understand. Like, how does one angle to? I mean, uh, what is the sweet? How do I don't? Even, how do you get? How do you get the horse aroused? And to then, do what you need to do. Right. Well, if you're the guy girl thing, you know, like he said, uh-huh. he doesn't need a guy horse to be ready for him. The girl, he doesn't care. You can't tell one way or the other. Okay, but the guy that had sex with the horse. The one that killed him. Right. Perforated so colon? Right. So clearly he had the... Do you get under the horse? I don't know how the mechanics up? of that even begin to work. Because women imagine? do it on the... I mean, I've never watched it. We should watch women it. Women do what? Women have this... That's half of the horseplay sex things that happen on porn are women <laughs> receiving... I can't believe that we're actually, it's a Saturday morning Can and you we're talking about. Can you imagine walking in on someone that you know having sex with a horse? <laughs> Can you, Kathy! It, <laughs> get out of there! Can you even imagine? I, oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I knew there was a reason I wore a dress today. <laughs> I think I'd be like, you, I think, I don't know if I'd laugh first. Oh, I would 100, I would laugh and to cry. Laugh. I don't even, I. I or can you imagine like damn <laughs> damn it black beauty not again <laughs> you're a <laughs> every time i bring a girl over every time you take her I, I i can't i don't know so what happened uh you're really cute so how come your last relationship didn't work out uh she left me for my horse oh oh just what do you expensive mean? upkeep or no she fucked wait what <laughs> she uh Fucked my horse. Oh. Several times. They had an affair. It was about, it's going on for about six months. Well, that explains why when he was racing in the Kentucky Derby, there was like, fuck your girlfriend, taking up on the fifth position. Fifth position, fuck your girlfriend, coming in. <laughs> and fuck your girlfriend for the finish. Yay! He fuck finished. Your, fuck your girlfriend, won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> he finished. She didn't. <laughs> Shame. Perforated colon. <laughs> Specialty cocktail, specialty drink. You're leaving bodies skeleton. in closets and finding other people's bodies up there. That's I'm not my body. body I didn't put this here, but I want that it removed. Mine, so it must have been yours. Leave June here. That one's mine. She's almost done decomposing. Then we'll take the bones and then we'll bleach them and then put them up in the corner. Okay. Thank you very much. It's time for the drink. All right. <laughs> Oof! This week's specialty cocktail in honor of our skeleton theme is Skeleton Key. Just follow James Jules Ferris down to the sub-basement's basement where he will unlock the secret door and show you his old clown memorabilia. We have to talk about that. Next week's theme is clowns, so get ready, baby. For this, you will need one and a quarter ounce, one and a quarter ounces of bourbon. And three three quarters. Don't be cheaping on us, man. Three quarters of an ounce of elderflower liqueur, one half ounce of lemon juice, three to five ounces of ginger beer, and eight dashes of bitters. That's a lot of bitter. Such is my way. All right. 
For this, you will have to add bourbon, elderflower, lemon juice in a Collins glass filled with ice, top off with ginger beer, and garnish with bitters. And here are Jules's tasting notes. Imagine just one key that can open all of the doors to your castle. Now imagine just one drink that will open the door to your nearest bathroom. Oh, Christ, you're going to need it. Game on. Because once you start drinking this spicy little cocktail, you won't be able to stop. And you're going to have to pee a lot. Wow, you are really just gilding the lily here for us. Getting excited. You're going to have to pee a lot. Yeah, clear the way, babies. This drink sports a rusty orange hue that not only makes it a perfectly themed drink for Halloween, but its color also resembles that of a skeleton key. So, you know, win-win. If you go right in and sip this drink with the bitters on top, you will experience its full-flavored punch in the face. If you sip with a straw, then it's going to be a little more balanced. But who am I to tell you how to drink your drink? Go on, precious! Based on the novel pushed by Sapphire, (laughs) knock it back on your terms and live your life. And those are Jules' tasting notes this week for the Skeleton Key. Uh, I'm very intrigued, as he has not made this sound like it's going to be a good experience. So... I raise a glass to you, and your family is lovely. Let's take a sip. This drink tasted like one thing, and then became someone farting in my mouth. <laughs> oh, I don't like. I don't mind it. So maybe I'm into that. You do. Like I could have worked at my mother's. <laughs> My mother's up. Uh, Things office. we've learned today. Aaron likes to double penetrate. Naturally. And you can fart in her mouth. And, and no mind. one will care. That's lovely. I enjoy that. I mean, I think if you were to sip it from the top, you're going to get whatever's floating on the top there that doesn't look too appealing. That looks like pepper or something. What's floating? The bitters. Oh, the bitters float. Bitters all float down the bitters here. Bitters float. They all float down here, Mikey. Tell me, so it's elderflower, lemon juice, shaka Khan, and what? Bourbon and bitters. Don't ever say shaka Khan when I have liquor in my mouth. Ever. I like Do to you say understand? Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah, next week's theme Shaka-Con. is going to be clowns, so get, get all your clown memorabilia and crap ready. I mean, I wish we could go to clowns, the exotic uh, dancing Excuse me? club in Delavan, Wisconsin. Clowns. I brought this up. Wisconsin. Wait, you've never brought this. Nothing sexier than, do you want to go to Lace? No, let's go to Clowns. What's there? It's the same as Lace. Wait a minute. No, no, no. It's a topless bar and it's called Clowns. Do they dress up like clowns? Is there any theme in there that is clown themed? They haven't gone. Well, then what are you waiting for? Because it's in Delavan, Wisconsin, and I can't imagine that it looks great. Please join Patreon for $3 to $5. I'm Diamond. Do you want to laugh dance? No. You sin- smell, did you just burp a hot dog in my face? <laughs> Maybe. It was two for one at 7-Eleven. It was two for one at the Applebee's. I'll give you two for one. And the hula hands. I'll give you lunch if you let me throw up in your mouth. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that no. is probably what is like to go to clowns. I want to take a road trip with you. I'm feeling the need. I... I think what we should do is we should just go to every strip club. Well, no. Oh, it's like, like ocean to ocean, like side to side. What does this country have to offer? Coast to coast strip clubs. A lot of time in a car with you. No, I'm talking about like (laughs) maybe you. You're the one with the gas, the methane. In like four and like a four hour radius, we hit several 
clubs. I want to go to like where Jennifer Lopez works. Okay. And then I want to go to someplace like Clowns. All right. Okay. But the thing is, I know they're going to be like, hey, baby, you want to dance? I'm going to be like, no. And then she's going to try to undo my pants. Oh, every time. Rip my underwear in half, which is just, <laughs> which I, I don't still, even understand. That. When you told that story, I still to this day don't understand the mechanics of how that happened. Your back door just opened from your sub sub basement. And. Ah! And Jim just came down the stairs. So okay, I'm so it's a suction that, thing. Yes. Otherwise, I <laughs> maybe, maybe filled your chair up with my diarrhea. Because <laughs> you're talking, and I just see this door behind you open, and I think I lost consciousness for just a brief second. And then I desperately was trying to hear if that indeed was Jim coming down the stairs, because if nobody came down the stairs, I was going to get out of here. <laughs> And you like were never going to tell rocket. me? Would you have ever told no, me? No, I probably would have left. All, I would have probably jumped right over all this stuff. You're the George Costanza where you'd like knock over the old women to get away from the fire in the building? Correct. So you're telling me you would just leave me here? It's your yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> Take me with you! You've got a dead man. No offense. No offense. <laughs> Oscar? This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.